Hello and welcome to the Weekend Booktopian, the podcast where a few booktopians get together each week to talk book news, share what they've been reading lately, and then face off in a deathly round of book trivia that we like to call Book Fight. I'm Olivia Frico, Senior Content Producer and Editor of the Booktopian blog, and I'm delighted to be your host this week. And joining me today, we have uh, three or four of the Assistant Category Managers. So we have Hannah Armstrong, Assistant Category Manager for Fiction. Hi. 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 Uh, we have Amy Evans, who is the Assistant Category Manager for Lifestyle Books. Hello. And, of course, we have Eden Samuel, who is the Assistant Category Manager for Kids and Young Adult Books. Hi, Hello. Eden. Welcome, everyone. Let's Good to be back. back. Thanks yeah. for having us. I know. I was so upset the last time that when you three were first meant to be on, I there was a, a change in schedule and I, I lost the chance to host you and I was very sad. So yeah. were we. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty sad too. Nick was fine, though. <laughs> <laughs> We love you, Nick. Yeah. You're fine. Shout out to Nick. <laughs> Slaves away making these podcasts. You're fine. Yeah. Um, so let's get into it, shall we? Uh, book news this week uh, is a bit on the quiet side compared to last week where I think the long lists and short lists and winners of like every prize in Australia was announced. It was like one, but you know. Um, but this week we have the Vogel winner. Well, it was technically announced last Friday. But I think that was by the time that was announced, we'd already recorded our podcast for the week. Um, so let's get into the Vogel winner for 2021. Uh, so the Australian Vogel's Literary Award is a $20,000 prize for an unpublished manuscript, Alan and Unwin, uh, for an author under the age of 35. And it's launched the careers of authors like Tim Winton and Kate Grenville. Um, and this year's winner was the Canberra author Emma, ba- Emma Batchelor. Excuse me. Uh, for her novel Now That I See You, uh, which is about the breakdown of a long-term relationship after one partner discloses to the other that they are transgender, uh, which I believe is based on real events in the author's life. Um, I know the manuscript has been floating around the office. Has anyone read it? No. None of us have, but uh, Shanu has. She read it in about a day. Of course she did. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've heard a lot. I've heard a um, a lot of things about it, so I'm pretty interested to... I mean, yeah, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a whirl. It sounds it interesting. Well. Yeah, it sounds really it interesting. It does. And, like, of course, when you hear someone's writing a story like this, you're like, oh, that's interesting. And, then like, then also based on real-life events. But Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard the term autofiction before, which is what this oh, it's apparently is. Yeah. It's fiction, but it's also not. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, people either love it or they hate it. Yeah, we'll I have to know. see. There's a lot of, like, snarky criticism out there about it. We did all crowd around the screen when that beautiful photo of them like was oh yeah on I don't know it was on the website like oh, when it was announced yeah oh the author goodness. photo of, of Emma Bachelor and she's just oh yeah um, stunning in this like <laughs> beautiful dress and has like a crown on and is sitting in this like beautifully decorated room a queen this, oh queen <laughs> she's got the author aesthetic down definitely love that um so yeah I think unless anyone's got any more comments for this week's Vogel the news Vogel the news. Well done, <laughs> Nick. Like please that. edit that out. <laughs> Vogel, comma the news. Oh, oh man, I just feel like there's been a lot of like low key news flying around, like trailers for adaptations. Like yeah. there was the trailer for um, the Underground Railroad that Barry Jenkins is doing for Colson Whitehead. Yeah. And what was the one? The Jojo Moyes. Yeah. Uh, Last letter to your lover. Mm-hmm. I think that could be wrong. Um, Shailene Woodley's in that. Uh, putting on an English accent, so we'll have to reserve <laughs> judgment to actually watch it. But the trailer looks exciting. I'm 
I go back and forth on Jojo Moyes. Like, I didn't like Me Before You, but I did like The Giver of Stars. I've only read Me Before You. Really? And I, I read it, um, I finished it at like 2am and I was like sobbing. Oh. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it is one of those books and I think I resented it for that. It's like you were just engineered to make me cry and you're shameless about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how I felt as well. But I, I gave in. I say that though, <laughs> but I tried to read the sequel, Me After You. And I was like, it's not the same. It's not as sad. <laughs> like it's, not, it's the uphill of her like getting her life back afterwards. And I'm like, well, this is nice. We need tragedy. But I, I came to this series to cry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I think that's it for news. I can't think of anything. I, I know that um, the Percy Jackson, Jackson? The Jackson. Percy Jackson <laughs> adaptation, um, they're casting for that. I have oh, not read those me. books. I feel like I've gone past the age where I can read those and really enjoy them. And if I mm. read them now, I'm just going to be like, not that they're subpar. You're but reading kids' books with your adult brain. Exactly. In a way. So I'll be too like judgy. But that's exciting. Are they making a show or? I don't know, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to Google it. I know. I think it is a show <laughs> from memory. I believe so. Is it with Disney? I um, think so. I should yeah. really, you know, looked into this a bit more. No, before I no it's fine. <laughs> I, only, I only read the first book last year. Yeah. And then I, you like I really, really liked it. Really? But I agree. It was hard to... Disney Plus, guys. Yeah, Disney Plus. Plus. Okay, cool. Um, don't know. Oh, a movie? Oh. A TV show. Live action adaptation. The last one was a movie. Not helping me here, yeah. Google. I, I, uh, all I know is that the movie is not not beloved by fans. No. Oh, I recently well. rewatched it about a month ago. Yeah? It's a trip. Oh. <laughs> I might have to do that. Mm. But Logan Lerman, though, like, I like him. Yeah. Like, everything he's yeah. in, he's great. He's very likable. Yeah. Very likable. He's like carving that path is like a serious actor now. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> and I miss when your little cheruby face was in Percy I Jackson. Know. I love seeing those photos of him like climbing mountains and he just looks very like rugged and scruffy. And everybody in the comments is like, thank you to Logan Lerman for being my type <laughs> <laughs> at age 11 and age 25. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw the same thing about like Zac Efron. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Let's not go there. <laughs> We can't talk. We can't talk about him now because he can. No. He can come after us now. Wait, what? Zac Efron. He's in the oh, that's right. Yeah. He lives in. <laughs> Found his bloody soulmate in no, a cafe in no, Byron. No, they broke up. Oh, did they? Oh, that's oh, upsetting. Uh, did anyone see the post that Lee Bardugo put up where she was like meeting the Shadow and Bone cast oh, for the first time? No. I welled up. I cried so many tears. It was so <laughs> cute. It was so so lovely. That must be so surreal as an author. Like, can you imagine, like, these yeah. things that were just in your imagination yeah. and then you put them down on page and then they exist. It's just and, like, Netflix quality bizarre. too, not, yeah. like, not like Percy Jackson yeah. movie quality. Yeah. Like, it's, like, legit. So, God. So crazy. Anyway, yeah. shall we move on to what we've been reading? Yeah. Sure. Of course. So, oh, Hannah, let's start with you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I am going to talk about two books today. Um, one I've kind of discussed with you guys already um, a little bit. It's called City of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert. Uh, she is the author of Eat, Pray, Love, a little book called Eat, Pray, Love that you may have heard of. Um, I never actually read that, but I like decided to give this one a whirl because um, I was searching for like a new audio book. So I listened to this one on audio and I absolutely loved it. Uh, it's a historical fiction and it's set in the 1940s in New York City um, and it's about 
a woman named Vivian Morris and the kind of narrative technique of the book is that it's Vivian in her late 80s writing a letter to this woman called Angela um, in response to a question that Angela asked her, which was, like, how did you meet my father? So then Vivian decides to write this, like, 300-page letter to her. Um, (laughs) So it's a bit like How I Met Your Mother. Um, So, yeah, we start off in 1940. Vivian is 19 years old. She's just dropped out of, like, her very prestigious um, fancy college and her parents decide to send her to live with her Aunt Peg in New York City for the summer. Um, And she goes. um, Her aunt owns, like, a kind of dilapidated, broken-down playhouse. So Vivian um, is really good at sewing, so she kind of joins the, uh, like, backstage crew of the playhouse. So she decides to, like, start sewing all the costumes and stuff um, and meets, like, a lot of kind of oddball eccentric characters um, she kind of falls in with a bunch of showgirls that are like, they do the dancing and stuff in the plays. Um, and yeah, so she falls in with them. They get up to a lot of mischief. They go out on the town every night, lots of drinking. She starts sleeping with a lot of men. She's basically just having the time of her life. <laughs> love that for her. Yeah, I love that for her. Um, it was really fun to read. Uh, and especially like <laughs> every morning I'd be like, oh my God, I'm going to go, going to go listen to I'm going to listen to this book and pretend I'm, like, a 1940s showgirl. So that was really really inspirational. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was really fun. I um, So, like, towards the, like, second half of the book, um, Vivian becomes, like, embroiled in a sex scandal. And because it's the 1940s and she comes from, like, a really wealthy family, it's, like, a very big deal um, and she could kind of ruin her whole life. So I won't go too much further into, like, the plot of the book, but um, it does take a darker turn, like, especially because it's early 1940s and America's about to become involved in World War II. So, yeah, and Vivian kind of has to, like, change and grow and, like, all of her morals and values have to change um, to kind of cope with the changing world around her. Um, I really loved this book. I thought it was... Um, very fun and entertaining to read. It was quite emotional at some points. Um, but something I really loved about it was the character of Vivian managed to be like really feminist and kind of revolutionary while not like taking you out of the story or out of that like kind of time period. So it's not like she just got picked up out of 2021 and kind of dumped into the 1940s. Um, there's like reasons why she does the things she does. Um, very sex positive, very feminist. Um, there's a bit of like diversity in terms of like sexuality um, and stuff like that. So yeah, I really loved it. I would recommend to everybody. Um, yeah. Yeah. Everyone that I know that's read that book loves it. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> you already convinced me to download the yeah, audio book. So. Yeah, good. <laughs> the audio especially was very like, was very good. The, um, the narrator was awesome. Do you remember who it was? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. (laughs) Maybe it was Julia Roberts. Um, We can dream. Yeah, I tried to to watch Eat, Pray, Love and I only got like 10 minutes in and then I was like, you know what, I can't do this. (laughs) (laughs) It is like the Vegemite of memoirs. You either love it or you despise it. Yeah, but this this one, I think, I mean, I say I haven't read Eat, Pray, Love, but I think this is very different. I don't think Mm -hmm. she does a lot of historical fiction. Yeah. It actually really reminded me of 
like the seven husbands of evelyn hugo oh i love that book yeah who doesn't love that book i know it's amazing yeah god damn yeah (laughs) and you have a second book for us i do i'm i'm not gonna talk um too much about it i want to just briefly kind of talk about it because i'm only 130 pages in um it is the prophets by robert jones jr which i know liv you've read i don't think you guys have read it um it's been getting a, a lot of like buzz in the literary scene um and a lot of buzz around the office so i was kind of inspired to pick it up and again not something i would usually read historical fiction um but basically it's a love story um about two young enslaved black men who are enslaved on a cotton plantation in the deep south so they've both been enslaved there since they were kids and they've grown up to have this really beautiful incredible bond um and they kind of only have each other in the world and the kind of issue issues come like it, they're kind of living in plain sight so everyone on the plantation kind of knows what's going on it's kind of like an open secret um but one of the older men who are also is, is also enslaved there Amos he begins to kind of um take up the gospel with the master's permission and kind of preach to everybody and he one night kind of uncovers Samuel and Isaiah who are the two main characters um kind of lying together just like in sleep and he discovers what's going on and he gets really concerned that um like ev- this will affect everybody else on the plantation so not only like so he starts talking to all the other slaves saying like you know this is wrong this is against god but what he's really worried about is that the masters will start looking on like more closely at them and come down harsher on all of them um, yeah, so as I said, I'm only 130 pages in, uh, but I am really enjoying it. It's kind of like this amazing, this is a debut fiction, by the way, I should probably mention, but the way it's written is so masterful, so beautiful, like the prose is really poetic. Um, and I just think that like the author himself is a queer black man. And in his author note, he was saying that he wants he wanted to like give a voice to the people who are like often overlooked throughout history so you know often when we talk about slavery and black history and queer history like these people are left out of the narrative um so I think it's really important it's it's not an easy read it is quite difficult at some points to read but I think it's really important to kind of lift those voices up um and I'm sure we will be seeing other big things from him Mm. Yeah, yeah, that book is incredible. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm devastated on the product page. It's got like one review from someone who like did not get it. And oh. so please, if you are on our website and considering getting that book, do not listen to that reviewer because everyone else that I know that is yeah. read it has been like entranced. So well, maybe when I'm done, I'll throw up a review to kind of counteract that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not a conflict of interest there. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying it openly here. I'll write at the beginning of the review. I am a staff member. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm coming to you as a reader. Exactly. I'm just like everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Hannah. They're both great recommendations. Uh, Amy, what have you brought to the table? Uh, I have also bought two books. um, And following with the theme, I have a historical fiction as well, um, which I don't usually pick up. It's not usually my genre. But um, this one has a lot of buzz as the movie's being made, as I'm sure you all know. Um, But I am about 20 pages off finishing My Policeman by Bethan Roberts. I don't Uh, know this one. 
It's um, the movie that Harry Styles is starring in. <laughs> uh, oh. Yes. <laughs> Not the one with Olivia Wilde. <laughs> no, no. A different yet. one. Oh. Isn't she the director? Olivia Wilde. I don't know. I don't think it's My Policeman. That's like something to do with Darling. I think that's a murdering one. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds great. This anyway. is more is 1950s busy. Brighton. Um, oh. Very kind of classic England and follows the story of um, three people, uh, Marion, Tom and Patrick. And the book is split up, narrated between Patrick and Marion. And it's very sort of young Marion meets Tom and they have a lot of pressure to get engaged even though they're about 19 at the time. Oh. And at the same time this is going on, Tom meets Patrick, who's a little older, and it's this really kind of struggling novel between Tom doing what's right but doing what he wants, and it's about kind of three of them having to kind of accept that to all be happy, they have to all help each other out. So it's kind of this um, husband-share situation Um but it is really, really lovely. It reminds me of one of my favourite books, Holding the Man. Um, mm. I can't remember the author at the moment, but brilliant book. And it's leading up to something I can tell is going to be very sad and ruin me. Um, and as I said, I've got like 20 pages left and it hasn't happened yet. So I'm really scared. <laughs> Yikes. Um, but it's it's really lovely. I would, I would recommend. I think it'll make a great movie as well. Um, so it's a queer love story. Yes, queer love story. Great. Um, which is kind of, I think, why I liked it. I wouldn't usually read historical fiction, but I really like like rebels of their time. Um, mm. So whether that be like the queer aspect of it or even Marion herself. Like I was reading um, this the other day at lunch and I read a line out to Hannah that made me laugh. <laughs> and it was, um, a woman alone, a woman who has to work for her own living, reads too many books, is seen out shopping on a Saturday with a trolley instead of a pram, wearing trousers and in no hurry to get anywhere. And she was like, scandalous. <laughs> she was like 21. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. she was 20 and had a job and her husband. And it just made me laugh. So I really like that kind of theme in a historical um, fiction. So you, yes, would recommend. Thanks. And the other book that I finished recently is uh, the new Emily Henry, You and Me on Vacation. It comes out in July. So she's the author of um, Beach Read, which I saw everywhere all over Bookstagram kind of over the last six months. Uh, I haven't read Beach Read, but I it's top of my list now after finishing this one. Yeah, so the book for all is two friends, Alex and Poppy, who met in college and every summer they go on vacation together. And the book starts out where they're no longer friends and Poppy wants one more summer vacation because she realises it's the last time she was ever happy. Um, so she reaches out, they try to repair their friendship by going on a holiday together, which I don't know that sounds ever a good idea. <laughs> Um, especially to his brother's wedding, the holiday is. So it's very high stakes. And the book really bounces between their current holiday and every other holiday they ever shared. So each chapter, it'll be like 12 summers ago, 11 summers ago. And it's all leading up to the last holiday they went on where something big happened and they didn't speak for two years. So it's really exciting to kind of bounce between the past and the present to see what's going on with their relationship and um, I devoured this book. I was in a really bad reading slump um, when I picked this up. I hadn't finished or started anything in weeks. 
and I picked it up and I read it in about two days. It was funny. It was a fast read. It was super flirty. Um, it was just a really like perfect romance novel. Um, but the characters have so many inside jokes that are just hilarious and I usually find that really annoying in novels where they're like pushing too much of all these inside jokes but they made so much sense they were properly funny and they were really used to show the build-up of the characters relationship as they got to know each other but then also the breakdown of their relationship because one would bring up an inside joke and the other one would be like I don't remember that and it was like, oh, oh that's that me. Ouch. <laughs> Yuck. Um, so the humour was used really kind of in a smart way to be funny but also be super sad. Um, but, yeah, I would definitely recommend. I loved it and I started Beach Read on audio this morning on the way to work and I think it's going to be just as good. Yay. You've made me really excited. You've read Beach Read, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I love Beach yes. Read. I really love um, Emily Henry, even though I've only read Beach Read. Yeah, I I love her anyway. I trust trust her. She really reminds me of Sally Thorne and that sort of like really funny, easy, like breezy romance writing and it's just exactly what I needed. I love this new guard of like young, funny romance slash like women's fiction writers. Like It's the best. It's like discovering Marion Keys all over again. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, Amy. Uh, So lucky last is Eden. What have you been reading? I have to laugh (laughs) because... This whole time I've been trying not to crack up because like important and meaningful books and then oh, like is this your thankfully romance? yeah we're going with aliens oh, so yes. thankfully <laughs> so thankfully you ended with like a romance novel it's a bit more lighthearted I was like if she brings up another historical picture I'm done like I'm just gonna walk out <laughs> um, so I've been reading Alien Trash <laughs> Love no, it's this it's um it's an old school YA paranormal romance and um it it has its problematic elements like disclaimer here I'm not saying I agree with everything that happened in these books and there are a lot of them I think I've been reading this series you guys know like for <laughs> every morning Aiden comes yeah, into have work and holds up a new cover <laughs> <laughs> and I wish for everyone that's listening I could show you these covers um go look them up the series is called the luck series it's by Jennifer L. Armantrout and I'm sure many are familiar with her she has a book that's trending now from Blood and Ash um I will probably be reading that because I have a problem. (laughs) However, (laughs) this book, um, you know, just your casual girl who moves into a new town um, only to discover that her next door neighbour is a hot alien. Uh, Listen, listen, Eden. (laughs) Um, last time I hosted this podcast, Sam was talking about hot gargoyles. So, oh, like, thank this you, Sam. Is, not is this a step up or a step down from that? <laughs> it's like a step Wait, sideways. What was she reading? Was no, she reading Crave up. by. No. Oh, God, I can't remember. Okay. We're not going there. You're I'm not, not bringing up Crave. Um, <laughs> but please tell me more about the hot aliens. Yeah. Okay. So, they are from another planet. It exploded. Something happened to it. So, they've just they've come to Earth and there's like a small colony of them and they stay away from, from humans because um, it, it's just not good. They shouldn't mingle with them. They're on their own. The government is obviously involved. Uh, Damon <laughs> lost his brother to a human. Um, she came into his life. He fell in love and then, woof, they disappeared. Um, so Damon is – can I just say Damon is such a, like, yeah, paranormal such a alien. Name. You can yeah. see now. Um yeah. 
so he's just like sworn them all off and he doesn't let them get close to him or his family, which is it's just his sister, really. He's very protective of her um, until Katie moves in. And, you know, at first it's just like a physical attraction thing where he's like, dang, like she looks good. <laughs> <laughs> and then slowly as, you know, he starts to talk more to her, her sis- his sister and her become, you know, quick friends. Um, and it's, it's kind of like I'm going to say enemies to lovers because, you know, he's just repelling her at first and then he can't help himself and they tangle up. However, <laughs> there's this issue that happens um, when they get too close or like they have to heal them or anything like that. They have like, I don't know how to explain, it's like a light or an aura that goes around the human and then these other alien dudes called Aram see that. Aram hunt out these aliens called the Lux aliens Um and so when they see this light, this aura, they're attracted to it and they come to kill. So thus sparks the plot. It's There's about five books or so. There's like, you know, books in different perspectives. I swear I've, I've read it from every perspective of everyone in the whole book. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a good old time, you know. The, the writing is very basic. Um, but if you just want to read something that will make you laugh and smile and think, God, this is so cheesy, why am I reading this? should definitely pick those up. Um, But, you know, so I don't sound like an absolute idiot. I have read a very good YA recently, um, Realm Breaker by Victoria Aveyard, which came out recently. Um, Actually, like two days ago. You guys should go pick (laughs) it up. We've got plenty, plenty of those in stock. Um, Reviewers on the blog. Yes. Also, my review on the blog is going to be so much better than what I'm about to say. So (laughs) head on over to that. Um, So Victoria Aveyard is the author of the Red Queen series, which I'm sure a lot of people, YA lovers, have read and loved or had other thoughts on. I know it's it's got very mixed reviews. Um, This is something different for her. It's a whole brand new series and, you know, it's inspired by her love for J. Tolkien I never I never remember how many R's there's uh, two Jesus <laughs> okay you, you guys know um and George R Martin is it just one there's two R's there's, there's two, two as well Jesus think. Christ um okay <laughs> <laughs> so inspired by her love for their work so it's this very um epic adventure story um has you know medieval elements it's very cinematic and it's literally written for the screen like if someone doesn't adapt this like netflix hear me out um (laughs) but um we follow multiple perspectives but i think like the real catalyst of the plot is corain and she is a um a pirate lord's daughter and her mother is just so awesome like I would read it just for her and I wish that we got a spin-off just about her life and her antics um but she's just not really into everything that they get up to all the killing and the pirating and you know all the the bad side of it really and I think her mother is a smuggler of sorts so she just feels really out of place like she doesn't know where she belongs um and she doesn't know about her father or who she who he is I should say um until one day these two mysterious travelers one an immortal and one a trained assassin show up on her doorstep and are like oh like hey um your father is this king who recently passed away and you are the last person in his bloodline the heir to everything he has ever had and we need you to come with us because there's this army of like till this day and I only finished this yesterday um I still don't really understand exactly what they were but I will say they're very like white walkers from Game of Thrones like they gave me that vibe ash people (laughs) I really don't know how to explain it um just annihilated all these immortals who you know are immortal they shouldn't die um and the king and everything so 
she is basically tasked without knowing um, to save the kingdom. Um, and so they embark on this journey and through it there's a squire and there's like um, this kind of, I want to call her, not a priestess, but um, she's a bad omen, let's say. And all these perspectives and all these people tangle up to create this like epic adventure story. And I think it's awesome because, you know, if you read Lord of the Rings and all of those kind of like old school adventure stories, you found that there was really no like female characters to band onto and, and to feel like you were represented in. Um, but this book is so different. Like they are just the leading ladies. They literally spark the plot and carry it. And it was just epic from beginning to end. It was slow at, at first, but I wouldn't say that's a bad thing. It really like drew you into the story and the world. And she's just amazing at that, at like really building it up. It was so good. So I would highly recommend. And it's going to be a trilogy. So you're looking for a new series that sounds so fun sounds awesome I will say that like discovering when like after watching Lord of the Rings as a kid and then moving on to the books and finding out that it wasn't Arwen who rescued Frodo from the like the Nazgul and like doing that cool chase and finding out some random dude called Glorfindel yeah who was cool in his own right but you have to read like all this other like extraneous stuff to find out too much yeah it's just too much is there that line in the book though no what is it like, if you want him, come and claim him. <laughs> no, not that one. Oh, okay. Well, that's like the line I was thinking well, of. Wait, which one? something about like being a woman. Okay. Oh, no, that's... I obviously <gasps> care about this one. No, no, that yeah, line no. is in the book, though. Oh, good. Yeah. He did something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, this one needs to go on my list, I think. Yes. For sure. You can definitely borrow my copy or, or just take it. Take my copy. <laughs> I want to buy a finished copy, so... <laughs> <laughs> just. Thank you, Eden. Um, so if that's all we have for books, it's time to move on to book fight. We, it's going to be a bit different this week. Woo. We're literally throwing books at each other and it's just going to be 10 minutes of chaos. I did not wear appropriate time for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it is time for book fight, a weekly book trivia quiz. I'll be asking some tricky bookish questions and you guys will have to battle it out to get the correct answer in. So can I please have your buzzer words? Gargoyle. Sorry. <laughs> um, girls. Fair enough. I'm still sticking with gargoyle. <laughs> Not aliens? Gargoyle. Okay. Make, yeah. Oh, difficult. aliens? Okay, aliens. Yeah, because yeah. I'm going to... You're right. Girls, aliens. I'll definitely slip up. Um, Placement. Cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Types okay. of people. Yeah. Types of people. Professions, if girls, you Girls, aliens, Girls, aliens, policemen. <laughs> It sounds like a YA novel. It has to be a YA novel. I got this. <laughs> All right. Question one. Who was the 2020 Vogel Prize winner? I got nothing. <laughs> Name starts with K. Kate? Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> Correct answer I'm looking for is Catherine Krumink for A Treacherous Country. Oh. That was that's a bit of a curveball on you. They I'm, always I, are, Liv. <laughs> they always no, are. listen, listen. I've got ball. some good questions. But I swear, I know I say this every week, but I swear these are good. I trust you. Nick had so You're much assumed knowledge for us last time he did this quiz, oh. and I, we were very embarrassed. <laughs> we had no knowledge. No. So he read bad. the entire Wikipedia page of a book, and oh. we were just like, I don't know, No Nick. idea. No, nothing will die. be the first time I ever hosted this. And I just assumed that, like... I don't know why I thought Mark was a fan of A Little Life. And I was like, what are the names of the four main characters in A Little Life? And he's like, couldn't tell you, Liv. And I'm like, oh, no. that's embarrassing. That was like the worst quiz I've ever done. 
My first one. Can only go up from there. Question two. In which American city is the new novel by Rachel Johns, How to Mend a Broken Girls. Heart? Yeah. New Orleans. You are correct, hey, Hannah. Hey. I so want to go to New Orleans. Me too, for Mardi Gras. Yeah, or just, you know. I mean, any time of the year. Literally any time. Question three. Oh, this is a fun one. I found it fun. I'm a nerd. How many actors have played the character Mr. Darcy in film adaptations of Pride and Prejudice? And this includes modern ones. Aliens? Yeah. I'm just going to guess. Um, I'm going to say seven. Oh, you were so close. Yes. Yeah. Eight? Nope. Please. Yes. Six. You are correct. Oh, okay, so let's add a blind let's count. Okay. So. <laughs> we have Laurence Olivier, obviously. Colin Firth, who has played him like in three a different few times. movies. Yeah, mm. a few times. So, like, oh. if you count both Bridget Jones. Yeah, I was going to say, we're yeah. counting the Bridget Jones. As yes, sequels? of course we are. Oh. Well, like, I mean, like, just how many times they've played the character, not, like, the amount of movies. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a bit confusing, my bad. Some guy called Orlando Seal. Good for him. Yeah, it. I don't know. Uh, Martin Henderson, who <laughs> starred in, like, one of my favourite adaptations, which is Bride and Prejudice, which is the oh. Bollywood retelling. Oh, yeah. It's so much so fun. Good. Yeah, you know what I I'm talking it, about, yes. <laughs> Me and my sisters were obsessed with that movie. It was great. Um, Matthew McFadden. Fadden? Faden? Yeah, that guy. That guy. The guy from the 2005 one. Yeah. And also Sam Riley, who played him in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh, well, what about um, Death Comes to Pemberley? That's a TV show. Oh. If I included TV shows, it would be like... on a technicality. Yeah. And also um, Also, the YouTube series. I love that YouTube (laughs) series. I was not expecting to love it. I thought I would hate it and I got so hooked in like... Oh, it's amazing. It's... It's just so well done. I know. And it makes you sad for Lydia. Like, anyway, I'm not going to get into it. That's a whole other podcast in there. Question four. Which American poet wrote this classic line? Because I could not stop for death. Girls. Yep. Emily Dickinson. You are correct. (laughs) That was so quick, You know why? It's because I've been watching Dickinson. I really want to watch that. Yeah, it's really cool. And they, like, they have, like, a voiceover where they say, like, the poems and they like appear on the screen anyway anyway all right question five uh name this book it's a debut ya thriller from 2021 about a mixed native american teenager who must root out corruption in her community aliens yes the firekeeper's daughter you're correct That sounds great. I, I like that Hannah yes. and I just looked at Eden like, go yeah. on. Like, <laughs> one for me. This is your stage. <laughs> Don't worry, there's, there's more coming. Uh, question six. Who Gets to be Smart is the upcoming book written by which award-winning Australian nonfiction author? I know the title. <laughs> the name, however, mm. escapes me. She also wrote Eggshell Skull. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> is, it, is her first name Victoria? No. Oh, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it in. Wait, edit that is staying in. I'm sorry, you've used up all of your like, edit that out tokens. <laughs> Every time Amy gets something wrong, edit it out. <laughs> no takers? No. no. I was no. looking for Bree Lee. Bree Lee. Don't know who that Damn is. It. No, I love her. Sorry. That's so upsetting. All right. Question seven. Which cookbook won Illustrated Book of the Year at the Australian... Girls? Yep. Impressive Veg? 
Yes. Oh my god, it is. You are on the <laughs> Amy, I'm surprised because you're. I, I love like, it's Fraser biggest Fraser fan. Badge. It's so pretty. I feel like I've like made an excuse to worm Alice Soslavsky and in praise of Edge into like so <laughs> yeah. many trivia questions just because I love that book. Yeah. I don't even own it. I just like looking at it. It's, it's like pretty. directly in my view mm. from where I sit. And so I just see it all day. Yeah. It stares at you. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Beautiful. All right. Question eight. This could completely blow everything out of the water. Ooh. Like there are potentially 14 points up for grabs. Oh, no. <clears throat> I hate these ones. <laughs> I'm getting ready. All right. Okay, so for a potential 14 points, name the three orders of the Grisha and each yes. dip. Yep. Uh, this so is rigged. The order of summoners, yep. which is um, Tidemakers, Squallers, and Inferni. Gonna need the name of the order. Isn't that the order of summoners? <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but it's got like. <laughs> also known as. Yeah. Oh, far out. Are you kidding? <laughs> tapping out now i have not read nor seen what? the show what oh um, okay, well, i'm I, so sorry um, aliens 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 also do, i'm not done <laughs> the ethereality yes you're correct. that's what i was looking for um then there's the fabricators yep Jurassic and alchemy yep and what's the name of the order oh of fabricators? gosh why do they have 14 names <laughs> it's just like a random english word also the sun summoners and uh random english word is it the fabricators the materialki. Yeah, there we go. And you got some some okay. some sun summoner. I think I'm I think I'm out. Well now I've blanked. I know sorry, I just, <laughs> and I mixed them all up. Hang on, I just gotta count how many you got. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, cool. Uh policeman. There is Slytherin and <laughs> and the other one. <laughs> Ravenclaw, how dare you? This is Ravenclaw erasure. <laughs> Eden, do you want to tap in? All right, so what have we got, Liv? What have you already got down there? I feel like that's, you know that what, I don't care. You've got, so we, Hannah has come up with Ethereality, the Order of Summoners, which is Squalors, Inferni, Tidemakers, Sun Summoner, yeah. and the Order of Fabricators, also known as Materialki, which are Jurists and Alchemy. Alchemy? Me. Oh, there's also the other ones. Yeah, so you've got like a whole order left plus yeah. one summoner that Hannah didn't mention. A shadow summoner? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you to the Darkling for that one. Um, I don't know. Oh, Jesus. Come on, think, Eden. <laughs> okay. A lot riding on this. We've got fire. We've got water. Earth. Earth. <laughs> the powers combined. Okay. I have Captain Planet. The fire nation was... <laughs> I'm actually brimming with blue light. No. Um... Oh God! No, I can tap back in. Tap back in. Go <laughs> ahead. Yeah. Take it all. Heart renders. Yeah. Oh man. Taylors. Yep. Um, Zoya, which is the order oh, of, um, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't. You're gonna have to tell. Well, I do, but. Oh no! No, I'm out. The order of the phoenix, phoenix. <laughs> yeah the order of it's like it's like the order of like people who can do yeah. things to people's bodies if i move my <laughs> so hands i feel like to be more specific. okay <laughs> the order of <laughs> if i do these hand movements maybe it will happen for me <laughs> i'm done Liv. you're done i've read all no, the books and i don't know i think that's out there's like three more so like three more i just need the name of like the order that the heart renders and tailors are in. and there's one more in that order or oh, there's two more but there's 
the other one's a special case. Do we give up? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So I was looking for Corporalki, which oh, is man. the Order of the Living and the Dead. Oh, and there would yeah, have been right. healers. And I also would have accepted <laughs> Corpse Wait, Witch, which healers? is... You we said got so many words look, I don't understand. The look and Aiden and I just gave each other was like, <laughs> like we are... <laughs> idiots. Idiots. <laughs> Fools. I also would have accepted Corpse Witch, which a certain character oh. does become after. Yes. Oh, that one's well, I, haven't, I haven't read... Oh, yes. King of Scars. Oh, no, this happens in, like, Six of Crows. Oh, I didn't know there was a name oh. for it. Oh. Corpse Witch. Ew. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Those corpse, corpse witches. Witch or Corpse Switch? Corpse Sandwich. Switching them corpse. <laughs> corpse. Just, so the most unholy, awful thing just came into my mind based <laughs> on that character. And, yep, you know. You know, I don't have to say. That's all we have time for this week, and you're probably oh, really? all... Yeah. Oh, I don't have any more questions. <laughs> Wait, me who won? Oh, clearly it's, it's Hannah. Hannah. <laughs> I, I, we didn't even. Don't even worry. I think I stopped counting by the end. Though. It's like, yeah, Hannah's won this. How many points did I get? Okay, fine. I came Allie last. Up. I definitely came All last. All right. Oh yeah, I should probably. Okay, Amy, you got one point. I'm proud of you. <gasps> Thank you. Aiden, you got three. I believe. Oh, I'm so sorry, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not Aiden, come last. Didn't hurt <laughs> until that moment. <laughs> and <laughs> Hannah wins with 13 points. <laughs> I say sorry for everything. <laughs> Do you though? <laughs> That's a thrashing. I should not be this happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just scared of the day that you and I go off. And put I could not go. wait. No, but you know more about like more classic stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your thing. It, but if Mark or Nick are doing the questions, mm. or oh. Nick, I'm better with. But Mark would be like, "What is the name of the thing? The third planet." Away from Arrakis in the June yeah. trilogy, and be like, I don't. Who won know. Drag Race season ten? <laughs> <laughs> That's a quiz we would go yeah. off in. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned next week for Booktopia on Drag Race. Oh my god, <laughs> dream! Please. Drag Race Down Under. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. That's but all I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll just introduce a segment. It's like yeah. Hannah on ha- yeah. Hannah recaps Hannah Drag recaps. Race. Oh my god. Sarah did Game of Thrones recaps, but like... Oh, so it's completely um, above board then. Yeah, yeah sure. Absolutely. That's not really book related though, is it? No, mm. we can make it some. Can be. Mm. There's maybe a listicle in that on the blog. Stay tuned. Yay. <laughs> that is all we have time for this week and we should probably wrap it up. Uh, thank you to Hannah, Amy and Eden for joining me today. Thanks for having fun. us. It was super <laughs> fun. And thank you to all of our wonderful listeners who tune in week after week. Uh, the Weekend Booktopian is produced by Nick Wasiliev, and you can find more episodes of this show, as well as other fun podcasts, on our SoundCloud and Apple Podcast channels. You can also find more fun bookish content on our blog, The Booktopian, including reviews of new books by Andy Weir and Victoria Aviard, as well as a guest blog from Rachel Johns. Thanks for listening, and never stop reading. Thank you for listening to The Booktopia Podcast channel. Don't forget... You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free and get access to hundreds of author discussions, book analysis pieces and more. Or, if your eyes need a workout, head to Booktopia TV on YouTube. Don't forget, for all books featured in this podcast and for access to a whole bunch of other fun content on our blog, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore at booktopia.com.au.